guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Divert! <coughs> Divert! She won't answer the helm. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull. What do we do? We die. Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have Baron Fang, Jeff, host of the Point Streak Podcast. Jeff, welcome to Hero Talk. Good evening. I also have Jen, the Dark Princess, a staple of Hero Talk, and you know her from the attic. Jen, welcome back to Hero Talk. Thank you. All right. Today's film is The Last Starfighter, the 1984 space opera classic, as directed by Nick Castle. And as always, I'd like to remind you that this is a spoiler podcast. And while we'll try to keep it to the movie at hand, anything that has been released is considered on the table and fair game. So you've been warned. All right. So let me tell you guys a story. When I was growing up, there was this pizza place at the mall. And everyone thought it was the best pizza place ever. And it just it was like the only real pizza place in town, and that's where everybody went. And you just remember that had the best pizza. And then I went off to college, and there's pizza places there, and I was always eating there, thinking like, yeah, but it's not as good as that place back in town. And you know, I moved around quite a bit in, in my adult life, and I've had pizza all over the place, and I've had some pizza around me now that I think is pretty good. And then. One day I go back home and I think, I am going to have a piece of that pizza that I've never quite had a piece as good as before. And you go and you taste and you're like, huh, this has really been average this whole time. And I just remembered it being much better than it really was. Nostalgia. That, to me, is the last Starfighter. (laughs) It is the pizza that I thought was much better than it really was until I went back and had some again. (laughs) I like that story. Yeah, that's... yeah. It doesn't bode well for the movie, but I like the story. It rings true. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I don't think I've seen this movie in in probably the last 10 years, was the last time I laid eyes on it. And it's it's amazing the stuff that is like, I I remember so vividly, and the Mm. stuff that just is, I completely brainwashed or brain dumped and just got rid of entirely. Yeah. Uh, Like, I completely forgot a lot of, like, really key story points on this, but then. There was a lot of times, like, I remembered almost exactly the uh, the conversation that was being had between uh, Greg and Alex and uh, Centauri. So it, it was a really oh, strange yeah, experience, yeah. yeah. But I uh, I mean, it's a cult classic, I guess, to as much as you can consider it that way, given that it's, uh, it's not a super popular cult classic. Mm. Uh, no. It does probably demonstrate, though, the pinnacle of uh, digital effects that 1984 could give you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, considering the only competition would have been the dogs uh, from, from <laughs> Ghostbusters for... Well, actually, I guess those weren't digital effects, but just <laughs> effects yeah. in general. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what was... Uh, Tron, I guess, was its competition. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, so, yeah. that's better. <laughs> Tron. Was Tron, Tron 1984 as well? <laughs> I don't think Tron was 1984, but I just kind of remember, like, this movie and Tron are always in the same conversation. Yeah. When you talk to people. Mm. <laughs> All right, I don't know what what did you guys think? Has is, would have you seen this before or or what? Well, uh, start. <laughs> I I hadn't seen it in about fourteen years, uh, and prior to that, I'd seen it. All through my childhood, you know, like many, many times over, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know that my, um, my, my feelings on it probably don't differ terribly from yourself. This last viewing, I, I went into it thinking, you know, I was going to feel particular things about it, and some of them were accurate, some of them weren't. I, you know, I, I knew what to expect from the CGI. I knew it wasn't going to be uh, amazing. I knew it was going to be of the time. I knew the acting wasn't going to be amazing. I mm-hmm. I think what I probably misremembered most of all was how much of the film is actually up in space versus on Earth. That's the thing that I misremembered. I don't know if, if yeah, no, I I mean jerk. I remember thinking to myself like I can't remember why so much of this is still on Earth after he went to space. Like I yeah. I had completely in my head uh, brain dumped all of that, and then yeah. I'm watching it again, thinking like why are we still on Earth? Like I I don't remember but- any of this. I, I'd love to see a pie chart that actually has like how much of Lance Guest's time is spent playing beta and how much is spent <laughs> yeah. playing. You know, they comics. actually. Sorry if I interrupted you. No, Go no, ahead. that's right. I actually just read uh, trivia today about that. 
a lot of the beta unit scenes were shot after main filming was complete. I read this on IMDb earlier today because the test audience liked the comic relief of the beta unit scenes and the director decided they added more originality to boy gets to go to outer space story. Yeah. And he could tell that he's wearing a wig because he had cut his hair. (laughs) You know, I did think that (laughs) beta's hair did look a little weird. I remember specifically <laughs> thinking that when I was watching this. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. I thought that was on purpose. That that's actually kind of funny. I I literally thought yeah. that they did that on purpose to kind of distinguish it's between beta. It. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have stood out to me either until I read that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Jen, had you seen this before, or was like, did did Hero Talk once again introduce you to a nostalgic <laughs> film from the eighties? No, it's that you know, similar formula. <laughs> it it and once again, it's mainly because of uh, Hero Talk. I um. <laughs> I hadn't ever even heard of it until within the past six months, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I watched it knowing that it was going to be a hero talk topic. And I had never even heard of it until then. But, you know, Jeff was raving on about how, how much he loved it, at least when he was younger. So I watched it and I really liked it, but it had been so long. I kind of wanted a refresher for tonight. So I watched it again today yeah. for the second time. And I really like it. There's there's certain things I love, and there's certain things I'm kind of bored with. And you know, it's it's something that I can even enjoy now, just watching it for the first time as a 29 year old. So I, I, I will like say, yeah, given some of the other films that we've 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 done this for, where hey, you remember that film? Let's go back and watch it. Uh, this isn't nearly as bad as some stuff that we've <laughs> done on Hero Talk. Like mm-hmm. this, I mean, this will. Well, I I likened it to the piece of pizza that was still average, but was I mean. Even bad pizza is still good pizza, yeah. right? You know, and so even mm-hmm. even this movie, and I was I was kind of expecting, given that that's been our formula so far, like I'm probably gonna hate this movie so much. And I came out of it like thinking, like, well, the effects were dated, and I don't know if I really like the beta stuff, but uh, I mean, the pacing is pretty good. Like, it's a it's what a hundred minute movie, and I don't think I checked the time to see how much I had left, except for at one point I felt like I was getting close to the end. I remember thinking like. This can't be the end. There's still more movie left, right? And so I checked, and it was like 15 minutes left. I'm like, huh? Well, that was really well paced. I got to give yeah. them credit for that. So yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a. I mean, it's not an incompetent movie, and I I can't think right off the top of my head what Nick Castle has done. I looked it up a little bit earlier Jen, because Jen can help you with that. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, I yeah. don't have a list. I have the one that stood out to me. But go ahead, Greg. Wh- which one was that? Oh, that he w- played the shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers, in the original Halloween. Okay. So I, I would just bow down to the man for doing anything. Well, I don't <laughs> know if I'd go, I'd go that far. I mean, I, I checked his, I just check his writing and directing credits. Uh, now, the funny thing is, so I was looking at, like, his directing credits, and we got, like, Mr. Wrong, which is uh, a rare Ellen DeGeneres rom-com. Uh, oh. You got Major Pain, which I think was one of the Wayans brothers, Damon, uh, maybe, yeah. or yeah, one of the Wayans brothers uh, vehicles, um, which actually I watched it quite a few times. I'm, I'm ashamed to say uh, he's got writing credits on uh, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A. So mm-hmm. uh, and oh. Hook, actually, he wrote the screen story for the movie Hook, which is uh, oh. a childhood favorite of mine, which one that I'm a little frightened to try to go back to to do a hero talk on. Huh? You know, we should totally do that because I've never seen it either. All right. So now here, now here's what I'm afraid of for Hook. And this is honest to goodness. And so we can all take a shot because it's a Disney Junior reference. <laughs> I watch Jake and the Neverland Pirates all the time. And Jake and the Neverland Pirates has kind of expanded the lore of Peter Pan a little bit. In a, now, in a kid-friendly way, but like there's a lot of stuff to Neverland and like a lot of expanded lore there. And I'm pretty sure this is all stuff they've made up since that show came on. So I'm sure I'm going to be watching like this movie Hook, and I'm going to be thinking things like, so where's Sharky and Bones? And Sharky and Bones are probably completely concocted for Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Um, but I mean, it's, like, I, and I don't even think Hook has any relation to the. Is, did Disney do Hook? Uh, I... I just assume they did because I, I figured they they have all the film rights to those characters. Well, here, the, uh, here, Peter Pan is public domain. Anyone can do Peter yeah. Pan. I don't I think it right. was Disney. I don't know. I don't know why though. I, can I, be totally I wrong. want because like the visuals were very Disney. Like the, a lot of the visuals were were very reminiscent yeah. of the Disney interpretation of Peter yeah. Pan. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's that that's my biggest issue. I think is I might be a little a little more hesitant to go along for the ride given that 
I have such a very firm uh, lore of Peter Pan and and more Captain Hook because he's actually the one in the show from from Jake and the Neverland Pirates. So, but anyway, yeah, we can totally do that one because why not? It, it is it's a system that works. I haven't seen it in a long time. Jeff hasn't seen it in a long time. Jen hasn't seen it. That's basically the makings of Hero Talk right now. It's our formula. That's what we go. Basic DNA. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of the actors in this film. And I'm actually I'm going to start in a weird spot. And I'm going to start with Centauri, played by Robert Preston. Robert Preston. Do you know this was his last film? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The last film he did. uh, Most people would note him for... I can't believe I'm about to reference this. From 1962 in The Music Man. Music Man, yeah. Uh, Also, he was in How the West Was Won, which if you were a... uh, So, I got you covered. Musical fan, he was in Music Man. (laughs) uh, Your Western fan, How the West Was Won. So, I recognized him from The Music Man. Because I think everyone who was in high school band had to watch that at one point or another. Um, so yeah, that's where I knew him from. Yeah. Uh, I no, I don't get is he played Centauri, who was the the designer of the uh, the now was the game called Last Starfighter or just Starfighter? I don't Starfighter. remember. Starfighter. Yeah. So he made the game, which was really his mm-hmm. recruiting tool on Earth to try to get people, and then. Basically to recruit starfighters and then sell them to the Alliance. I can't remember what they called themselves, but I'll just say uh, Alliance because it's always Star League. <laughs> it's always the Alliance. Why they? <laughs> I'm still gonna say Alliance. I don't care. That's what they always call themselves in these movies. Uh, yeah. So, so I I get that, and so I get he wants to appear human, you know, when he's like trying to pick these guys up. But then I don't get why he stays human, like why he like you know because he takes his mask off and he's like, hey, check it out, I'm an alien, and then he puts it right back on again. Like, it feels like you just did that just for the sake of showing us you were an alien. Like, yeah, it's like the only reason to do that is because I'm in a movie and I need to establish that I'm an alien. Pretty much, uh, and and to be a bit of shock value for yeah young kids or something, I guess. It's also a bit unusual that his spaceship is kind of shaped like a car. Yeah, it kind of got a. De- it's got a little bit of a you DeLorean know, thing going I, on. I yeah. just that was another thing I read today that it was de- kind of designed ba- with the DeLorean in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it would it. it would sort of have to be right. Like now, and this was 1984, so this was before the DeLorean became, yeah. you know, as iconic as it was before. You know, like because yeah. uh, when this movie was made, uh, DeLoreans were just another car. Yeah, and a spectacular failure at that, but not yeah. an icon by any means. <laughs> yeah, now, best thing that ever could have happened to that company. But, um, yeah, so now we all know about him. All right, uh, let's see. So let's start with Alex Rogan, Lance Guest. Hmm. So I, one of the things I have to say is outside of Preston, I didn't recognize I mean, anybody from this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean well, reading back through the list, I recognize some <laughs> names like Will Wheaton has got a cameo. Yeah, as one now, of the who kids. was Will so Wheaton? His, I saw him. They in, cut his speaking yeah. parts. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I don't because he was his his cast name was I think he was Lewis's friend. Yeah, is what he was. Like, I don't remember Lewis yeah. having friends. He's no, just he there in his twice. At one point, I guess early in the movie, he's seen running through the trailer park with like a football jersey on, and then at the end, when everyone's crowded around the ship, yeah, he's there. Oh, that's well. it. And they cut all his speech. Well, his speech. I can understand that because shut up, Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the guy that plays Grig is apparently quite a name actor. At least he was, uh, but yes. Dan O'Hurley, But I'd never heard of him, and yeah. I'm I'm ashamed that I hadn't because apparently he's a pretty good actor. He's I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Before. I recognized yeah. uh, once I saw him like without the mask. I recognized him from RoboCop. Yeah, oh, really? he was in RoboCop and RoboCop Two, and his mm-hmm. he's credited as like the old man in both. Yeah, that's <laughs> there's not even a yeah, name. Yeah, that's true. But um, um he's but been yeah. in Twin Peaks. He was in mm-hmm. Halloween 3 as it was. the bad guy. Yeah, or as people like to refer to Halloween 3, the one that doesn't count. The one that doesn't count. <laughs> and it's funny, you mentioned Lance Guest. He was in Halloween 2. He was. He was also like, in Jaws the, the Revenge. He's he's the guy Michael you bring Brody. in for the sequel as to Michael, your scary movie. As a grown-up Michael Brody, yeah. Yeah. Mary Cath- uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, the only other movie I know her from is Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> is the big one. Uh-huh. I, uh... 
That's the only one I noticed. I know here's here's what's kind of unusual about uh Catherine Mary Stewart, and and as much as I don't like to get this superficial though, is that so I I saw a recent picture of her when I was looking up her IMDb. She looks better now than she did in 1984. Yeah, I, I don't I, know how that's possible. She looks or, amazing. Like what kind of like crazy rituals she's doing with the bones <laughs> of chickens and and the the gods of whatever facial reconstruction. I don't know. I don't know if she had work done. I don't know if she's not. I'm just going to say that, like, right now, as we're recording, she she looks um, more full of, of life and, <laughs> and youth than she did in 1984 when this was filmed. And that's unusual. I believe she may be a vampire or some sort of immortal. <laughs> if she's an alien... Yeah. Maybe, maybe I have no other explanation for it. Like everyone else has aged or died, except for her, who looks better mm-hmm. now than she did then. And I don't know how that's possible. This movie was like twenty. How many years ago was it now? Holy cow! Uh, twenty-one years ago, yeah. Twenty-one years ago, yeah. Holy cow! Wow. So, so there you go. Um, I, I, looking over her IMDb page, I have seen a ton of stuff that she was in, but of yeah, course didn't too. recognize her at all. Like I've. She's done a lot of uh, a lot of straight to TV movies. I mean, she's been in a ton of stuff, but she's like will show up on a show and be like there for an episode or two. But as I look through, like I've seen her in a ton of this stuff, and I just I know, she never really registered as the same person. The character actor who played Otis has basically played that Otis character in about four or five things that I've seen as well. <laughs> he's basically the same character in everything he's in. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. The guy who plays Zur is basically just a soap actor. Mm. And this was his this was his big break and <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Robin Williams was offered that role but passed on it. That's a good call. I think <laughs> a bit too mark like I think. Yeah, it was it was a little we I That honest that's probably what he would have been thinking. Zer was weird though. Like the whole thing with the scepter just kind of went over yeah. my head like now I have a scepter. Yeah. And I oh well, <laughs> I, I kind of went Chris Bale in my head like oh good for you. Yeah. You have a I've scepter. I've noticed uh, that the scepter features on several of the posters. As I well, know, which is weird because it's I not even it. that important. I feel like the scepter was probably more important in concept, and then it just just drizzled away to nothing by the time they actually got to the final filming script. But because he has a scepter, and they're like, "Well, you need more than the scepter," and then he produces a knife out of the end. He's like, "Oh." It you know they have like, starfighters, right? Like they're, yeah. they're it looks like something you. that a production designer would have been really proud of, and they just thought, "Well, we spent all this money on it, so we better, <laughs> we better yeah. use it." Yeah, it, uh, it was really weird. I'm, I'm trying to think: is there anybody else in the cast we really want to talk about? And there's... Heather Locklear is apparently uncredited as what? one of the Rylan indoctrinators, like in the training when he first turns up for like oh. you know yeah. camp or whatever. Apparently, she's in the blue jumpsuit and the bald white. Branch. <gasps> her apparently just, she's one of them i know yeah. who you're talking about because i just obviously like i said i just watched it today but huh. i would not have recognized no, I her i would didn't recognize her or anyone i i i didn't really pay a whole lot of attention i figured there's probably some people in the trailer park scenes so speaking of the trailer park man <laughs> those people love arcade video games yeah, yeah, they really got into that. Didn't they, they really, really got into that. Like it was, it, it was yeah. really unusual. It reminded me of that scene in King of Kong where, like, you know, in the little shifty guy. And if he's a yeah. listener, I apologize. But you came off as a little shifty guy in, in, in King of Kong, and I, I'm sorry. When he's walking around, going, "Hey, there's, there, you're about to see a Donkey Kong kill screen." Hey, hey, guys, there's about to be a Donkey Kong kill screen. Like, that's what it felt like, is just kind of gathering the crowd. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure the kid loves that everyone's now shouting around him while he's trying to play this game. Um, really random, though, that he just kind of got upset, like, that he was so busy and decided he was just going to play some Starfighter. But I don't, I don't know. I, it's up to him. I'm not going to tell him how to live his life. <laughs> We're all gamers, too. Yeah. Um, this is basically like every coin-operated arcade junkie from the 80s. This was their dream, that... You're really training to be, you know, to to be a starfighter somewhere. Like it, it's like I feel like there's some dimension somewhere where there are giant centipedes running all over the place, and they're like, we need somebody to shoot these centipedes and turn them into mushrooms. Somebody's <laughs> got to get on that. Yeah, and it's funny. I I'm not clear whether or not there was ever a video game adapt, actual video game adaptation of it. You think that would be an obvious? thing to do I, but I'm, I'm not aware that there is an actual official video game i tried to look picture. it up because like i seem to remember that there was going to be some video game arcade version of it and so i look up and i'm i'm on wikipedia so take it with a grain of salt 
But mm. apparently there was like an Atari version and actually an NES title that came out in, in the 1990s. But I swear, I've never seen any of this stuff. Uh, so I couldn't tell you if it looked close or not. Like I, I yeah. went, I went as far as looking at like, oh, check it out. There actually was a video game, and that was it. I didn't, I didn't go any longer because it was like, well, it was a uh, didn't look like a very good video game, and they reused the same footage from that game <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, like if I had to see him like lead that one guy, and then the second one flew down the bottom of the screen all the time. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was a little, it was a little annoying, and it got a little old, especially for how long some of the scenes of him playing went, just to see yeah. that same shot over and over again as yeah. more and more people crowd around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're all on the same page there. So mm-hmm. all right. So let's. I the effects are kind of dated in this, and I really, if I if I could poke the movie in the eye somewhere more than any of the other places where I've poked the movie in the eye, it's it's that. You know, you establish all these aliens and stuff, but then you take all that time and then you kill them at the end of the second act. You know, like, look, yeah. oh, look at all these people. Oh, look at this world. Oh, look at look at all this stuff that we've established. And then, oh, now they're all dead. Yeah, yeah, all, all, literally all of it. All the bad guys, all the good guys, aside from like a handful of people, are are gone. So, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it just it felt really kind of kind of off putting. I mean, I guess. You got to make him the last starfighter. So mm. there you go. Apparently, there were twenty-seven minutes of of effects for the film. I don't know whether I find that low or high, considering this is a hundred-minute film. <laughs> yeah, I'm tr- I mean, there was. I'll be honest. Like some of those scenes were a little bit padded. I'll say, like when mm. in the, when he's on the, the the spaceship for the first time on his way up into space. Yeah. And so you just get a whole lot of reaction shots to him looking out the windows, trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. I'm like that just felt like okay. Can we can we get to it? Yes. Yeah. Shade, that's... Shades of Star Trek motion picture. Yeah. <laughs> Enterprise flyby. Like, come on, let's let's yeah, start to go. yawn at that point a bit. Yeah, I you know, and as much as I praise the pacing, like it, until he gets into space, the pacing is slow as as anything. If and I, I can't stress this enough. If your movie is about a guy who gets taken from Earth to go into space, whatever you want to call it, because the same formula has been done about a hundred times. This is hardly new ground. You need, you have, I'd say, five minutes of movie time to get him into space. <laughs> uh, honestly, like, that's what you've got. You have five minutes to get him into space. In five minutes, you need to establish what his world is, establish how he made it into space, and then get him there. Because if you wait any longer than that, now I'm bored. I don't care. The fact that like he had these like two jerk friends and he didn't get his loan for college and he'd he'd have to go to City College Gasp, not the City College. <laughs> oh. Like, oh, I'm gonna have to go to yeah. City College? Yeah, you could just go to City College and then get a degree and then move out, punk. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they needed a bit of time in the beginning though to really set up his situation and present that he's he's you know struggling in life and he has a very kind of mundane existence and that he's really really striving for more and he feels like he has so much more to offer and you know i think it would be difficult to set all that up really quickly and i actually don't mind any of that i'm only bored during like the middle portion of the movie the rest of it i'm all for it no i never get five minutes that's what you got (laughs) five minutes yeah, I'd even give ten, but it, but you're right. It did take a while for things to pick up. <laughs> yeah. Now the middle, like what what really kind of got me, and and maybe this is just this is the way my brain works. You've listened to Hero Talk, you know. Like I think of logistics and stuff like that when I watch these movies, and the idea that this guy just shows up, like immediately shows up. He's obviously a human, and nobody questions like, hey, why is a human in the Starfighter program? They're not even a part of the Alliance. And also, nobody even bothers to, to, like, let him change into his uniform or do any... (laughs) Like, it's just like, all right, now here's your briefing. Oh, look at you. You must be a starfighter. Like, okay, hang on. Nobody actually runs an organization like that. That's not how you get starfighters. Like, everybody knows all the credences and stuff, and he obviously has no idea what's going on, and nobody says anything. And they wait, like, ten minutes before they give him a translator chip. Like, how is that not the first thing you get? Wouldn't that be the <laughs> yeah, number one thing? You go through this process before you get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't even know what's going on yet because he can't <laughs> talk to anybody. 
and they it get was it like a, an attempt to make it seem more alien than it actually was considering that these these aliens were not exactly if you're looking at science fiction in general the look of the rylands and a lot of the ones sitting around that uh, training room Ugh. weren't exactly the most you know out there uh, no. designs no, they. I now. I don't know. I. I. This is a, not a fair assessment, because I couldn't remember a lot of these things. But I definitely got the feeling as I'm looking, like, oh, I've seen all this done before. But yeah, 1984 was a long time ago, so it's very likely this is where a lot of these designs originated. And I'm, Possibly, I've just yeah. been seeing the, uh, the the fallout from that. But anyway, I always kind of got the feeling like, oh, there's nothing really new or creative here. Um, you know what else kind of bothered me? Again, this is how I think. This is how my brain works. The translator chip, they, they stapled the thing onto his, his clothes, right? Mm. Well, he's obviously going to change into that starfighter gear you gave him. Why wouldn't it be on that or be an earpiece or something that like would go with him instead of something that's like a lapel pin? Mm. That was just, that was odd to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, in TNG, I guess it's the little, uh, clip thing that they wear, right? Uh, I, yeah, I thought in TNG it was, uh, I don't know. Actually, I, listen, I don't know enough about Star Trek. I'm not even going to venture a guess what it is in Star Trek. I, I kind of got the impression everyone just kind of spoke English. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was the computer do, with their universal translator, but I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe. I, cause I want to say at some point people had universal translators, but they were these weird, like, doohickeys they wore around their neck, but I might be confusing that with something else, and man, I do not need the Trekkers coming down on <laughs> Hero Talk. Or the Trekkies, because I don't actually know what the difference is. Yeah, and I'm either. assuming there's a difference, and One's I'm assuming they'll be offended. <laughs> One's yeah. a pejorative, I don't know which is which. Yeah, when I and I honestly don't know which is which. Or I don't know, maybe that's two different sects of fandom? I don't know. Again, <laughs> I don't know. I apologize to the Star Trek aficionados. Um, he means no harm. I Please <laughs> do not send me any hate mail, but if you do feel compelled to send hate mail, I want to remind you my address is pointstreak <laughs> at enthusiacs.com. All right, now that we've established that, so let's get back to the to the last Starfighter. Um, I, I, You know what? I don't like Lewis. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I do yeah. not like Lewis. I don't like any of the scenes he's in. He bothered me. Like, when everyone's like, shut up, Lewis. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that kid is too young to have porn. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's was the a 80s, little... but that, that was that was off and wrong. That was a little, like, meh. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like two years, maybe. Did that kind of thing fly in the 1980s? I don't know. I guess, yeah. I guess that's what I guess that's what passed for like raunchy sort of like you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can we get a kid that age to do that's inappropriate? Oh, you know, Playboys. Yeah, it just that. it was just kind of weird to me because you know what I mean. Like it it was it was off and it was weird and we're allowing to live in a society where we're a little bit more concerned about stuff like that and we're like ah, that's that's not right. <laughs> but that that kind of irked me uh, just a little bit. Wasn't uh, there some joke about him snagging it from someone else or finding them somewhere? Or wasn't there any kind of a mention of that? Uh, I th- there was. I thought there was, but then like they mentioned it was his. Like because at one point uh, Alex I'll says, mom, "I'll tell, tell mom, mom about, about your playboys," your yeah. and then Beta said, "Yeah, I'll tell mom about your playboys." Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that ain't right. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> that was that was very poor Big Brothering too. Like if he knew about him, probably should take him anyway. I'm not here to tell Alex how to be a big brother, but I think he's a pretty bad big brother, and I think he could have done a better job. And the mom needs to be more involved in the kid's life, because that's that's really where that comes from. It's it's a she's it's just a need putting for... him to work. That's all she does. Yeah. yeah I, now, like, what's the deal with that? When the mom's like, "Can you help her out?" Like, is does the mom have any? You know, because like the kid's helping out, and he's like, "That's what he has to do." But like, I didn't get impression that it wasn't his job or anything. It was just like. That's what he does. He just helps out um, Otis. I guess, yeah. Uh, one one does maintenance. She does the bookkeeping or something. Yeah, I, I, I mean, know. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with that. Um, uh, so let's talk about Grig for a second. Grig is uh, mm. an act. Grig seems way too excited at the opportunity to die, and yeah. he really seems like it's perfect. He's perfectly okay with it, saying, "Hey, guess what, Alex? We're about to die. Isn't that great?" 
Like, nobody really seemed like they wanted to say anything to him about it. It's kind of like an alien Stan Lee, you know? Everything's like, great, excellent, yeah. Excelsior. Excelsior. You know? <laughs> he got kind of annoying at certain parts during all that. He did. His laugh bothered me. Ugh. I will say that. I, I did not like his laugh. Yeah. Uh, not to uh, spoil a future possible point streak, but have you ever seen Enemy Mine, Greg? I don't think I have. Yeah, look, look that up, and you'll notice that Lewis Gotts, the junior's character, is very reminiscent of no. Greg's design. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Wait, what's I just, it called? It's a, it's a movie called Enemy Mine with Kiefer Sutherland, and the uh, the other main character in it is an alien who looks, that all, looks just like a lot like Greg. <laughs> I saw the movie poster on IMDb as like, oh, you like Last Starfighter, you might also like this. And I looked at it and I went, "Is that Greg?" <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's a, actually a different movie. Uh, oh yeah. And it's like right after, wasn't it? Because I, th- I thought it was oh last last Starfighter was yeah. ripped off. I'm pretty so sure. Like, it yeah, was Enemy after. Mine came out in 1985. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Hmm. So uh, yeah, en- enough of they were close enough together that you could almost believe that it was a coincidence, but hmm, still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Greg was. Uh, I, I keep saying going to say Greg every time. It's, I say it's it. really Judge annoying. Greg. I was I was very tempted to, to introduce myself as Judge, as Greg, Judge Greg just to see who'd notice, <laughs> but I, I, I decided not to do you that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, I. I'm so he's the he's the navigator. He's Goose. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is really not our Goose. He's Goose yeah, from Top Gun. Goose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, although he lives, not spoilers, he doesn't die at any point. Um, yeah. Which is weird because anyone who's seen a, another 80s movie with weird special effects that Greg probably doesn't like, The Last uh, Flight of the Navigator, the navigator mm-hmm. in that movie is actually the pilot. So when I was a kid, I used to find that a little bit confusing. Uh, as an adult, it makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, yeah, I guess I guess he's the guy that does most of the flying, and Alex is the one that controls the gun section of it. Is that yeah, how it- I think Alex controls the gun. And I also got the impression Alex can it can do a little bit of like fine ship maneuvering. Mm. Like he can't you know make the ship go forward, but he can <laughs> like turn the ship and and rotate and and do a barrel roll. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that that was the impression I got from it is that yeah. he runs the guns and he can do some some fine ship maneuvering. But like Griggs basically making sure that the ship runs. Although Alex p- picked up pretty quick about all the stuff you got to do for like your pre-flight checks and things, He's like lasers check. And like, how do you know what all those buttons do already? Mm. You know, like I know you played the game, but the game didn't have all those buttons. The game just had the two sticks. Yeah. <laughs> who, who who would want to play a video game where you had to do pre-flight checks? I mean, I'm sure they exist. And here I am offending uh, the <laughs> flight simulator portion. Of I was the, just uh, say that, yeah. <laughs> I I don't <laughs> think those people are fans of Hero Talk. Honestly, <laughs> <You don't? laughs> I don't think there's a lot of overlap there. If there are, hey, Screw maybe that. I'm wrong. But but yeah, there's a lot of very like a lot of the simulator crowd, man. Those people love realism. <laughs> and and I don't like realism. I do not. Not in my video games. I like it to be as unrealistic as possible because realism, uh, that's what I'm trying to escape, quite <laughs> frankly. That's what I want to be out of. Yeah, that's why I hate racing sims. Yeah. Well, I, I can, under- under the I can understand the racing like, sims because, know. like, listen, I'm not going to ever be able to afford any of those cars, so... Not that I like racing sims, yeah, but, but I say I get it. it's too hard to handle. It kills the fun. Yeah, and it's I so complicated. Sorry, I'm totally derailing your podcast. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We'll just this it is the, welcome to Point Streak, everybody. We're talking racing games today. Talking racing sims. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So what have you been playing? People are very hardcore. Yeah. All right, what were we talking about again? Last Starfighter. Yeah, that's right. Last Starfighter. What What is great to do apart from being a navigator and morale officer and yeah. a trainer, trainer of sorts? Um, you know what I actually kind of thought was a little unusual uh, was you know so when when Alex kind of wants to like get out and he's like telling Greg like oh hang on I don't want to be here I'm from Earth and he's all like Earth you know like what are you doing here they're not even associated with all this and there's a point where he's like well I want to leave and everyone was just kind of okay with it. Yeah. Which I thought was really, like, there was no, like, out brief. There's no, like, well, now that you know, we can't. There was, like, all right, we'll send them back. And and even Centauri was just, like, uh, you realize how annoying this is, but I'm going to take you back and give you a ride right to your home. And yeah. I'm going to give you a way to call me if you ever change your mind. Like, I, Yeah, I that thought, was kind of odd. You'd think they'd mm-hmm. want to do, like, a mind wipe or something or uh, put the yeah. man in black thing I mean, that, that's exactly face. what was going kind of going through my head a little bit. Like, you don't want to do anything about that? But... <laughs> okay, why not? But uh, also, did anyone else think it was kind of funny when Centauri was complaining about like how hard it is to get a video game into the arcades in America on, on Earth? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah. He's like, I gotta get it out by Christmas and the holidays. He's like, he's so, like, he actually had to, like, go to Earth and establish a video game publishing yeah. company. And then, so, I mean, he, he couldn't have programmed it himself. I don't know, maybe he did, but, so he had to go and, like, hire QA and get regional <laughs> testing and stuff. Just imagining him doing it, and it was like, oh, the controls, they, they, they seem a little loose. Maybe you could, no, no, the controls have to stay exactly the way they are. It's not that intuitive. Maybe if you no, 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 exactly the way they are. You go gold this week. <laughs> yeah. It just was kind of funny. But Yeah. This is this is a movie where you really have to just suspend You you really all, have to. And it's very it's irrational. I mean it, it was You can't think too much. Yeah, it was very of the time, the whole like arcades were very you know, were very much in uh yeah. full swing. This is just post video game crash, like just post uh video game crash. So yeah. big, home video game crash I should say. So video games were popular. It made sense that they managed to blend yeah video games and sci fi into uh a blockbuster. Right. We kinda kinda was an and obvious it's, choice. It's know your your audience, basically. I think mm. there's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. between the two, especially in the nineteen eighties. Uh now, does this happen often that you go to ship a video game somewhere and it just shows up somewhere else and then nobody ever follows up and, you know, like, he's like, oh, that was supposed to go to Vegas. I'm like, all right, so when it didn't go to Vegas, you, you didn't do anything about that? You didn't want to <laughs> follow up? Yeah. That was very, very unusual to me. Yeah, they spent all their time in the programming and the logistics side just went right out the window. Right, it just goes wherever. Like, eh, oh well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> so yeah, this movie you definitely have to suspend disbelief. I I will give it credit though for like as as much of a downer as the premises and that like all these other people you just met die, they really do go for uh, the happy ending. But yeah. yes, yeah, and and I like it. No, don't get me wrong. Like I I like that it has a happy ending. But like I just felt like. Everything wrapped up so nicely for Alex, like including even the final battle. That I didn't feel like there was much of a climax to this movie. No, and it, as uh, as I was mentioning to Jen uh, briefly, uh, it the, the number one thing, and it ties into what you just said that I that I had misremembered or remembered differently about this movie was how little time he actually spends piloting the Gunstar. And the fact that he really only has two significant sequences, well, three. He's got a training sequence, a hiding in an asteroid bit, and then the climactic scene with the the mothership. And that's pretty much it as far as scenes that he's piloting the thing. Yeah, that's about right, yeah. If you don't don't count the landing at the end, uh, which isn't really an action sequence. It also takes forever. Yeah. Holy cow. That was slow to everyone else, right? And like, oh, yeah. It's just, it's crawling, crawling now. Oh, come on. You guys have got to get a better landing (laughs) system than that. Yeah, it's, um, there there wasn't really a lot of buildup between, you know, time spent between them hiding out in the asteroid and then, you know, sneak attacking the ship. (laughs) Yeah. And the, and the whole, uh, you know, Death Blossom and everything. It, 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 really wasn't a lot of time and then next thing you know they're back to earth oh the death Uh, blossom oh let me let me tell you something about the death blossom (laughs) what a stupid plot device like wrap it up deus ex machina is yeah well fortunately for us i i have well first the whole the starship is just a a whole plot device in and of itself like hey i built i built this new starship and this one has better shields than any others and it's it's got better maneuverability and and it just yeah i I was a little frustrated with just how how the whole movie was kind of set up just to make everything convenient for for alex and then they go and the death blossom basically is well now that everyone's come in within shooting distance of us conveniently enough the yeah. half a dozen or so ships in the Armada, because it was a pretty small Armada. <laughs> pretty small Armada. If we're being actually. perfectly honest, and then he just hits the like the uh, kill all the enemies and win button. I mean, he basically hits the win button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's, he's he's painting targets like it's Red Dead Redemption, and just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. <laughs> one after another. So he 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 pushes the A button to win the game, and then and then that's it. And they're like, oh well, we did it. We we. Literally beat the entire armada with one starship, and I just can't help but think that it probably shouldn't have happened that way. Well, I think the interesting thing is that because that part is so simple and, to me, frankly, so dull and boring, 
is that with with pretty much every movie, the the main character, there's some sort of a challenge or something happens where they're somewhat changed near the end of the movie. And with this one, I feel like it's the exact same Alex, but he's a, he's a he starfighter. He won the space he has, lottery. He has his girl. <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't seem any different. Yeah, he didn't like have it, much of an arc. Like, it really came down yeah. to, like, I don't want to be a starfighter. And then, yeah, I do dude. want to be a starfighter. <laughs> There, I mean, that's just that, to come along, and okay, that's, his, well, that's it. But, but that's his arc. Like he, he's everything he wants. At the beginning of the movie is still the stuff he wants at the end of the movie. The only difference is he's decided he's okay with being a starfighter. <sighs> Am I the only one who thought about like what's Maggie gonna do back at their space apartment while he's yeah? Like, no, uh, I, I thought that too. Like, <laughs> like, does she get a work visa? Is she allowed to like work part time or something? What, like, what, what is she gonna do back there? Or then I thought to myself, they're all like, well, what about Granny? Like. You have a you have a big giant starship. You can't take Granny with you. Honestly, <laughs> just take Granny with you. It's not that big a deal. I, I mean, all the Rylands have gray hair anyway. I mean, she'd fit right in. She might as yeah. well just put the blue jumpsuit on and join. I almost them. feel like she has more of an arc because she's she finally admits that she's been scared all along to leave the park, yeah. and then she makes that big choice at the end to leave, and so they take this like leap of faith. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that stands out even more. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of weird. I'm not. I'm not super sure what was going on with. That. Yeah, I don't know. It is. It was. I wasn't sure what Maggie's issue was because she's like, I'm afraid to leave. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know like, why. What was she doing? Like, what was going on in her life? We never really got that. And so when she finally changes her mind, I'm like, well, you see, I, I didn't have any investment in her or what she was going on or doing, other than she apparently doesn't like Beta for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> he did something to deserve yeah. to be slapped. She also she goes right to violence, like often. Yeah. Like she goes immediately to a violent response. I'm not entirely sure if she's the kind of person Alex should be associating with. <laughs> she's just gonna one day just go on this mad fit and just start pushing buttons. Yeah, she's gonna push buttons and she's gonna hit the death blossom, and there you go. <laughs> then where will we be? <laughs> the Maggie Death Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, oh. All right, so this this movie isn't really rife with material, so no, I'll, it's not. It, like, it, no, it, it's, I feel like we don't have a lot to talk there. about. Yeah, and, and that's what happens when like this is this is a very center of the road movie. It's like, yeah, it was competent in what it did. There was some silliness to it. Uh, there was nobody of note playing any of these roles. When I was a kid, at from, the, uh, from my point of view, I'm like, hey, three people from Halloween movies. <laughs> there were yeah. a couple of scenes that freaked me out a little bit as a kid, like the beta the beta unit's uh, face pulsing when he was under the sheets. Yeah, out that was that creepy. creepy. Like, yeah. what was that supposed? Was it supposed to be like he's still trying to? Make himself look like Alex? Yeah. Wouldn't you want to do that before you went to Alex's home? And what's funny is that when he, when he, Alex runs, sees Beta in the car, just like his silhouette, you can tell that it's like normal flesh-looking face and mm-hmm. the hair and all that. And then suddenly yeah. he just looks like this yeah. demon thing. He yeah. was also wearing his clothes, the same clothes <laughs> Alex was wearing, which was weird to me. Because then I remember thinking, like, but how would he know? Mm. How would he <laughs> You know, Centauri didn't know who he was picking up. He had to ask. So how would he know what clothes to make Beta wear? <laughs> the other thing that scared me a little bit, it, well, the design of the one assassin monster, I actually did find a little bit, a uh, little bit creepy as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, the one uh, Kodan that gets its helmet knocked off, that that I don't know why, but as a kid, that kind of freaked me out as well too. But uh, that, it just like a gross little bug man face underneath the hel- <laughs> the helmet, which was weird because the commander people seem to have sort of fully fleshed out alien, like sort of humanoid faces, and yet the rank and file were sort of insectoid looking under yeah. there. What was that all about? It's probably slavery. <laughs> Codan bug slaves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I one one of the I think the shortfalls of this movie, and and I I touched on it a little bit earlier, is that when you don't establish too much of the lore and you just kind of be like oh here's our conflict but you don't really get the how and the why and the what's yeah. going on and like what what are the principles at stake here now not that i want a 90 minute movie on a trade embargo star wars but <laughs> and uh sorry star wars guys but you know i'm right on this one i'm not backing down <laughs> so sorry but no i'm not sorry uh, but I mean, at least give me something because anytime they're showing like the uh the, the bad guys 
Conan, yeah. Yeah, and then so Zer and the place they say Zurian a lot, which I mean is a reference to Zer, but then I I guess I don't understand what the difference is between you know. Well, Zer seems to be a Rylan, and yet he also seems to be want to be evil for some reason that they don't yeah. really go into. Well, he is a Rylan because he's I mean, isn't he? Uh, what's he's his face? His son. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he's got all the hair and everything. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like they 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 establish. I'm pretty sure they yeah. establish a father son relationship. Do. And do, yeah. but you know, you don't understand. And I guess they said like he gets command of the armada because he understands the um whatever they call that the, the, the front, force the frontier. frontier. Yeah, because he understands the frontier. But the, the rest of the Codan, like I just don't know what their deal is or why they're so interested in taking down the frontier. And and there's all these like these politics going on on the Codan ship. Which was yeah. all, I mean, pretty inconsequential to the story yeah. when you think about it. It's not like, other than Zer showing up as the big floating head in the middle of their briefing, there was no real interaction between the Kodan the and the the Rylan or the alliances. No, so, not really. You know, so the the idea that, you know, the Kodan were trying to overthrow Zer and Zer had a scepter, and but Zer managed to escape and, like, all that stuff, doesn't mean anything at all to this story. Yeah. Because... Nobody ever interacted with him. It's like, oh, well, Zer escaped. Oh, well, that's cute. Nobody Do you cares. think there's any possibility that the fact that one Zer escaped and that whole thing about helping to rebuild the Star League and all that? Do you think there's any chance that they were possibly thinking sequel? I I thought maybe. Maybe, just because that's what people do, and it was the 80s, and you always kept things open for sequels in the 80s. And when but, I look at, like, I look never... at the money, like, it's, it, it, it was a budget of 15, and it grossed 28. I guess that's pretty good for 1984. That's not super-duper hit, but eh. no, maybe it wasn't I mean, enough to justify a sequel. I guess, but like I've, I've never heard anything about a sequel in anywhere in the works, anywhere. Uh, I've read, and again, this was on IMDb, and I typically believe all those trivia facts there, but, um... <laughs> we blanket believe anything we read on the internet here on Hero Talk. <laughs> well, I take IMDb way more seriously than anything I would read on Wikipedia. You but take anyway, that it back. Did, it... You take that back. <laughs> it did say on there that, I guess, in, like, 2007, they were talking about... Yeah, because it was 20 years. They were talking about... They were starting the process of making a sequel. Oh, and it fell through, and nothing ever came of it. If they ever do make a sequel to this, seriously, if they ever do... They're going to remake it. <laughs> you cannot have Lance Gast or Norman Snow in it. You can't. <laughs> you just can't do that. You That would not work out the way you want it to. You have to be like the son of Zer and the son of Alex. Uh, Catherine Mary Stewart, yeah, she could still be in it. <laughs> you, could, you could absolutely still have her in it. I mean, she could be your link between the old one and the new one. Yeah, it would have to be her because you, man, just you, you can't, you don't bring everybody back. That would be wrong. Yeah, resist the temptation to bring Will Wheaton back. You know, just oh, like no. not to the fans. Oh no! You know how mad I would be if Will Wheaton came back. I mean, My seriously. favorite role of his was when he dies in Sharknado too. That's gotta be. Hey, yay! Spoilers. <laughs> and I here I thought everything was on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I trust me, I was in no danger of watching Sharknado too. <laughs> um Sharknado movies are awesome. Yeah. I don't care what people tell me because I've heard that more than once like, oh you should really watch them like I am not watching a movie called you know, Sharknado. I predict I said that I said that too for years and then they're really good. They're really, really, really good. They're Didn't so you fun. buy the Sharknado pop vinyl? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do have it. Yeah, yeah. It was a so. gift, but I yes, I wanted it and now I own it. <laughs> it was a gift. Jeff, did you buy her the Sharknado <laughs> pop vinyl? I may have tripped he over may... the register and purchased it on the on he may have. falling. Wow. It's there, so there cute. are no it's words for my disappointment right now. I love okay. this pop vinyl. I don't... I don't need this in my life. I got, I got <laughs> this is other why we stuff. can't have nice things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, li and listen, I'm pretty loose with like what pop vinyls I'll buy. I got a Wally the Green Monster and a Rob <laughs> Gronkowski. So, yeah. You know, one thing I have to bring up about the movie, and I apologize if you were going to bring this up, but sure. since we're reaching the hour mark, I'm thinking we might not. <laughs> yeah. I love the score for this movie. That's something that actually Pretty really good. I'm yeah. I'm not one to catch music in movies. I'm kind of dense in that way. Yeah. Or even video games. Like mm -hmm. people will rave on about a score and I'll be like, I guess it's good. I don't really remember. Mm. This one really stood out to me and I like it a lot. So I searched who the composer was. Mm -hmm. And also in true Hero Talk fashion, I have to butcher somebody's name. 
because you haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Craig Safin or Safan. And he was a composer for the Nightmare on Elm Street 4 film, The Dream Master. But Mm -hmm. the big one that really stood out is that he was like the sole composer for Cheers. Oh, Oh, really? really? For like the entirety of the... Yeah. Now, does that include the theme song? song. It had to have. He was the only one listed. Oh. For the composer for Cheers. I love that theme song. You know what I found was kind of weird? Because now that you mention it, I think it's a good thing to mention. I usually try to pay attention to the music because I think... If, if there's something worth noting, I can bring it up in a hero talk. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't like the music all that much. Oh, I love it. No, it I didn't hate so it. Like... I just, it didn't, it seemed to me like, yes, this is competent music. It tells me what mm. the, but like, I, I was not that into it. Like, not like I get into it in some other movies that I watch. Cause yeah. there are. Like Will- I, Willow was real was a really good soundtrack. The Willow soundtrack was, I, I think, probably one of the best soundtracks. I have I'd be very hard pressed to think of somebody who did it better. And I'm I like including Star it. Wars and and. Uh, I would say maybe Batman is probably the only other movie that we've seen for Hero Talk where I thought the score was yeah, just as good and so notable. But yeah, this one I yeah, yeah I just it didn't I, strike me. That's so weird about Cheers though. I know, so random. Yeah, it. I don't know. I think to me it's almost it almost reminds me of the Star Wars music. I don't know. It just, I mean, I, I got I got a little bit of a Star me, Wars vibe I, from it. Yeah, I was. You try very hard not to immediately compare this movie to Star Wars. Mm. Um, because I, I try to make it stand on its own, even though given the time when it came out, it was very likely that this was an attempt to try to cash in on the Star Wars popularity. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no coincidence, but, uh, I was trying not to make the too many comparisons to Star Wars, although they're there. Like anytime there's a gunfight and they're shooting those little lasers at each other, like it is, it is Star Wars through and through. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so they're guilty as charged. And I think even uh, Gene Siskel called it straight up a Star Wars ripoff. Mm. Now, he said it was a good Star Wars ripoff. Uh, I think I think he said it was either one of the best or the best. I don't remember the line, but he um he did mm. like it. And I guess in, in terms of movie cash-ins off a popular genre, this one became a cult classic. So that's something because... I'd have to imagine that if we, you know, I don't, I don't remember every movie that was hit in the theaters back in the 1980s, but I, I got to imagine there was a ton of these things just dropping almost every other week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say I have, I have one thing that I, I, I regret a little bit is that I have never made it to see the off-Broadway musical of The Last Starfighter. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I read that a few days ago myself and I was like, no way. <laughs> that can't be right. It's amazing. I no, I've I have seen what goes in fact on and off Broadway, if we're being perfectly honest. There are some movies that are on Broadway or some shows on Broadway that make you kind of shrug your shoulders. I I at this point believe they can make a, a musical out of anything. Because there was a legally <laughs> blonde musical that was on Broadway for quite a while. Might still be there for all I know. I, I haven't been been down that way in a long time. So if you can have legally <laughs> blonde and army of darkness uh, then you can have almost anything. And plus, I mean, there's spam a lot and uh, the Book of Mormon. So there's there's a lot of out, off the wall things. So this doesn't really strike me as being too off the wall. But still, I can't imagine this was a huge draw. It, it's a cult film, but I mean, it, it's not it's not a cult film like Rocky Horror is a cult film. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I think it it'd be you'd have to be in a particular age range for this to be a cult right. film for you. I probably am, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like I I guess we would be there, like you and me, Jeff. But like, yeah. I for Jen didn't hear this movie until just recently. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's yeah, it's not like it's it's not Star Wars. Basically, yeah. it's, it's not it's the not, Rocky Horror Show. It's it's not going to get a revival. It's not going to get a huge yeah. remaster with deleted scenes added. Yeah, I know. Like it's, I mean, it's not even in. Forgive me. It's not even Labyrinth. <laughs> no, no I, it's not. In fairness, it yeah. <laughs> I feel you know, dirty now, and I'm sorry. But go, I, go wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think you about know, that movie anymore. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring it up? No, I'm gonna have nightmares. Yeah. But Jeff, you were, to, or I think it was you, Jeff, that just said it's not going to get a big remaster. Or was that you, Greg? Sorry, no, that was that was that was Jeff. Did it get a big okay. remaster? You about to well, drop some knowledge on him? What I was <laughs> no, what I what I was going to say is that I was watching the Blu-ray of it today, and it actually was done really well. It's a really good Blu-ray transfer. Oh yeah, like the graphics don't obviously don't hold up well, but I kind of enjoy that because yeah. because it's a movie about old arcade games. When I see bad graphics in the movie, in the quote real life 
aspect. <laughs> yeah. It to me, it's kind of fitting because it's still very nostalgic. Mm. But anyway, I like to think that that's just how the real world looks in that universe. Is <laughs> real space just looks like that. But the the transfer is really really well done. So I I like that Blu-ray a lot. Yeah, I I did not see the Blu-ray. I I have it on DVD, and I didn't see any particular reason to try to get any HD version of this movie. <laughs> in fact, I got I got this movie. It was in a now I I would be really hard pressed to think of all the movies. It was one of those four packs like you find at Walmart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where, and it's it so you buy like the the case. And it's got four movies in it, and I want to say it was this um, uh, Dune, uh, Flash Gordon. I'm trying to I'm trying to think what the other one would be. What a set you got there! Oh, I. Rem- how do you walk away? Chance? What? I got this. In I think maybe Krull. Maybe would have been the other one. Krull or Starman, oh, and I really don't yeah. remember which one. They're both hmm. kind of the same movie in my head, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's where I got it, and I think I paid five dollars for that too. So yeah, I paid. I got Blu-ray for like six. So yeah. yeah, it's it's not terribly expensive. However, it it is a good thing to point out there. Like, if you've never really heard of this movie, and you're like, hey, you know, I've just listened to these guys rip it apart for the last hour and you know what maybe i just want to check it out it's cheap you can just go check it out it's cheaper it's, to buy than it is to rent to be honest there's so much that you could make fun of it or you know say you don't like but it's honestly really fun to watch you just can't be in the mood for this work of art or this really fancy yeah. Listen, you know it's, film it's not casablanca it's fun. all right exactly you know, it's it's not going to be one of the greatest movies of all time however it's not like it's not labyrinth all right, I want to say it again, no, but this in the, in the good in the good sense, it's not labyrinth. You're not going to walk out going like, "How was this ever a cult classic? How anyone could stand watching this more than once is beyond me." No, it's it's a fun movie. You'll you'll get your money's worth out of it. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. going to be some weird stuff. If you ever do figure out what the scepter's for, you know, drop us a line here at Hero Talk and <laughs> let me know because I don't get it. Um, I'd I'd really love to know what was going on there, but yeah, that's it is what it is. So I think now that we we are kind of pushing. Close to the hour mark here, and we uh, we like to keep it brief, and we did not do that, and we went off on several tangents, and I'm not cutting them, so you're just going to hear them in the podcast. <laughs> in all their glory. In, in all their glory. In all their, as close to unedited as I can possibly make it glory. Uh, so now it's time for, uh, for us to say what our favorite parts of The Last Starfighter are, and I'm going to start with Jen, because I'm, I honestly, I really want to know, Jen, what was your favorite part of The Last Starfighter? I feel like everyone is going to get really mad at me. Oh, boy. I think my favorite scenes are probably within the trailer park. I, mm-hmm. I, I know this sounds crazy, but I just, I get kind of bored when it's down to the, the meat of him, quote, fighting and, you know, in a ship. I feel like, and Greg gets annoying during those parts. Hey, oh, sorry, Greg, really, sorry, sorry, sorry. Greg, Greg, you're okay. <laughs> um, I really like his character. I think he's really sort of endearing. You really start caring about, you know, his life and how it's going to turn out. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of really like the setup scenes. I love when Centauri comes to get him. That kind of almost creepy at night. He's out there by himself, and then this weird spaceship-looking car pulls up. And yeah, yeah that's about it. Oh, and I love the scenes with Beta because they're hilarious. Okay, so you've, what was up so with pretty the... much pretty much Earth? <laughs> yeah, Earth. Got it. Everyone's least favorite part was your favorite part. Understood. <laughs> that happened recently, and I can't remember what movie it was. Oh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that's right. but yeah, anyway. That's right. My favorite I scenes that. were on Earth. Yeah. So now that you're speaking of this, you brought something up, which was kind of weird to me. Yeah. It's like how every time like somebody from outer space showed up, the machine started freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. It just its proximity to aliens of any sort would set it off. Like, which was weird. Like, I mean, would it happen to any machines, or is it just to that one, or is it because that one is? I like, would say that it must be tied to them, or they wouldn't know that someone broke the record. There must be all this funky alien, like this weird alien te- broadcasting technology that gets disrupted whenever an actual alien is nearby, or maybe alien technology <laughs> is nearby. Yeah, that that's kinda... that's what I'm assuming here. Yeah, sure, it's better than anything else I'm going to come up with. So let's go with it. <laughs> all right, Jeff, what was your favorite part of the last Starfighter? Um, I have I have to admit I really enjoyed uh, Robert Preston's parts. He's you know he's obvious mm-hmm. he's as far as far as you know star power in, yeah. in the movie he's definitely it. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I I pretty much enjoyed any of the scenes that he's in. Um, <laughs> my 
my favorite <laughs> bit in the movie I like just because of how ridiculous it is. Basically, when the Kodan mothership is completely screwed and going to crash and they're running around trying to uh, determine if there's anything they can do. <laughs> And then uh, Lord Krill, uh, you know, what are we gonna? What do we do? <laughs> and then for some reason, he decides to uh, flip the little eyepiece, uh, mm-hmm. Garrus eyepiece. There, we yep. die. I, I, I don't know what it is <laughs> about that scene, but I just, I just love that. Like, <laughs> hey, I don't know why he flipped his his eyepiece. <laughs> I remember thinking that, like, if if you know you're about to die and you've said as much, I don't get it. Yeah, but I, oh, they. I will say he met his death with with he, stoic he dignity. Yeah, he did. Unlike I, I everybody decided. else who was running around like a crazy. So it's not even like it. It's some kind of like special ingrained aspect of the Kodan Armada. It's just nah. He just was like, yeah, well, I'm gonna die now. Yeah, whatever. Don't know what it is about that scene, but I always enjoy that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ironically, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I I thought long and hard about this phrasing and. <laughs> I've I really the, the scepter. Yeah, it's not the scepter. Uh, I I I mean, there's so much of the, it's like it's so plateaued. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not Earth, so I can't really say Earth because I didn't like any of that stuff. But then the space stuff, like nothing really stood out in the space stuff. So I had to go back to Earth, and I picked the only moment in this entire movie that actually evoked a real emotional response for me, and that's the dog sleeping in the first shot of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dog. He's just sleeping, just hanging out. I thought that was pretty neat. So yeah, that was my favorite part. It was the dog. Oh. <laughs> why why would I pick anything else, honestly? Alright. Now we gotta give this guy a score. Uh and I'll I, I, I picked Jen first last time, so Jeff, I'm gonna start with you. What would you score the last Starfighter? I, I would. Uh, my my uh, score is raised a little bit by the nostalgia factor, as it, as it often mm-hmm. is. Uh, but I will give this uh, three point five beta units out of five. Three. So what would be point five of beta unit? Like just the lower <laughs> half. I'll go. I'll go with the lower half. The lower half. Whatever was left after that uh, pickup truck truck exploded. Yeah, that was um, that was not smart of Maggie to go along. She's like, now you got to jump out because yeah. I was planning to ram him. Also, like Zer really jumped to conclusions there. He did. Yeah. He really did. Like he went like um. So he said that the uh the last starfighter, and then he stopped talking. He's like, is dead or um is here, and he just got shot, which is also like. Yeah. There was no idea of like, hey, shouldn't we follow up or send another guy just to check <laughs> up on that? Or nope, we're just gonna we're just gonna assume oh, we told already, us. Ex- they'd already sent two. These things aren't growing on trees. <laughs> just, I'm thinking like it, it just occurred to me that like you you should probably do some sort of follow up on that before you just presume that he's going to tell you the exact news you needed to hear and then move on with your plan. Confirmation um, bias. Yeah, that's what's going on there. <laughs> All right, uh, Jen. What would yes. you score the last Starfighter? I normally try to come up with some kind of cute uh, way of scoring. But As is the tradition. This, yeah. Yes, but since this is the last Starfighter, I'm just going to give it three stars out of five. Okay. <laughs> All right. Gun stars? <laughs> oh, no, just no, regular no, just old regular stars. stars. She just is re- stars. She's refusing to be cute about it. <laughs> All right, so that's true. As as I am am want to say at the end of of every hero talk before I give my score is that I try to make it as nonsensical as possible so that nobody could possibly try to take my score and try to apply it to any scale because, and I want to remind everybody, review scores are dumb and they're there for people who are too lazy to actually hear the whole review. So there you go. You don't need a number. The number doesn't mean anything. The number is arbitrary. It's why we make them up and we make them silly, weird things on hero talk. So. Here's how I score the last Starfighter. I wish there was another Starfighter, and that could be the last Starfighter. And that this one was not the last Starfighter. The, the second to last. The yeah, I give it the second Starfighter. to last Starfighter. There, that's my score. Or uh, That might be my favorite one yet. Yeah. I don't know. I You really liked the Bog of Eternal Stench. I gotta be honest. <laughs> oh, I did. That's true. Yeah. Okay, this is my this is my second to last. <laughs> second, second, Sorry. Second to last favorite score uh-huh. on here. Alright. Nothing else. I, I thought of a couple more that I could have done, but I didn't. Because I don't have to explain myself to you. I just didn't. Nope. You're sure the host. Show. You're good. Yeah, alright. 
So that was Hero Talk on the last Starfighter. Um, <laughs> yeah, mic drop. We're out. No, I, I gotta, I gotta at least do all the the plugging of everything because I do that at the end of my show, not at the beginning of my show. That way, I should start to do it at the beginning. Then I could just be like Jeff and just be like, "All right, we're out. Peace." Uh, although I would never sign off with peace because <laughs> that's just not something that's cool anymore. Um, just for the for the last Hero Talk, you have to do it that for way. The, well, just. Just what do you mean for the last hero talk? What do you I, do? You, do I you mean, know something I don't know? I mean, when when eventually you, know, you guys planning some kind of coup of hero talk? <laughs> when you surpass Gunsmoke for a number of episodes, uh, yeah. then you eventually retire. Am I going to come back in two weeks and Goose is hosting hero talk? Is that what's going to happen now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as long as it's still my show, I better finish this guy up. All right. I uh, thank my panel for showing up. Uh, Jeff and Jen, thank you for once again uh, going back to the 80s to do a movie on Hero Talk. <laughs> Still plenty more where that came from. Yeah, yeah, there are. All right. Uh, for more reviews, Let's Plays, podcasts, you go to Enthusiacs.com. You can find us on Twitter. That is Enthusiacs. Uh, you can find us at Facebook. Right? We're still on Facebook, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. We're Enthusiacs on Facebook. Uh, still, to my knowledge, not on Instagram. So you cannot find us on Instagram. <laughs> not just yet. Not just yet. I don't think we have enough pictures of our eggs in the morning in order to be... I- I'm under the impression that's what Instagram is. It's just pictures of people's food. If, if I'm if I'm mistaken, you can you can correct me, but that's no, what that's I think about it is. it. Okay. We're also fair. not on Tinder or Snapchat, as far as we I'm are, aware. We're not on Tinder? No. Oh, then who have I been talking to? Or Vine. <laughs> or Vine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff we're not on. But uh, yeah, Twitter and Facebook, we're on those. You check us out. And YouTube. We have a ton of videos on YouTube. Like, ridiculous amount of content on YouTube every day. Like, take whatever your favorite channel is and double it. That's our content. I don't know <laughs> if that's accurate or not. Don't hold me to that. That's not a, a legal guarantee. That's just me saying stuff. But we do have a lot of Let's Plays and uh, a lot of videos, so you should check that out. Uh, if you want to be on Hero Talk, or if you've got a movie you want us to review, you can always send an email to HeroTalk at Enthusiacs.com. And as always, I will see you right back here for the next Hero Talk. Bye.